0: Hey, and welcome aboard. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and this is the Johnny Cleveland podcast. How is everybody doing? How are you Browns fans doing? I know the Browns aren't in the Super Bowl, but we're pretty used to it, right? This is uh, the 58th Super Bowl, so we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. And yes, the Browns haven't been there, but... We have a lot of connections to this game coming up between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me see if I can find my fun music here. Uh, Let me see if this is the one. Uh, In the the intro to space. Yeah, we'll do that one again. Um, So, yeah. Um, What are you doing? How are you preparing for this big game? We are um, doing a lot of things here at at the household. We've got uh, pizzas going in the oven. We've got our chips and queso we've got a whole bunch of stuff coming out of the crock pot (laughs) so uh we're having a lot of fun over here and getting ready to watch the big game we have a super duper um large tv thanks to our wonderful son clay um thanks again for the wonderful christmas gift it's like a 80 inch TV and it's fantastic and so and even with a subwoofer sh- woofer system and stuff like that. So very good. Hey, I'm your host, John Suchan, and again, this is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. Um part of Fans First Sports Network. And just want to again thank everybody who tunes into our programming. Um, we've got a bunch of great contributors that uh have been doing this for we're coming up on a year right now, and um, Everybody from um, Rod Bloom to Steve Gill to Elliot Cannell, Sam, uh, Joel Cade uh, have all helped contribute over the last year in lots of great ways. We've also had a lot of support from places like Cleveland Sports Talk. And I also write for Northeast Sports Insiders, King James Gospel, who's part of Fan Sided. So with all of their supports, we've been able to, you know, and obviously Fans First. Um, fans First is a large network, and um, they have a great uh, feed uh, with the San Francisco 49ers group. The big game today, Super Bowl, just in about an under an hour right now when you watch this, hopefully, or tune in and listen to us. Um uh, They have a great feed out there in San Francisco, part of uh, Fans First. So if you're a slight San Francisco fan, you're probably not if you're listening to us. But if you know anybody that's a 49ers fan, tell them to check us out at Fans First and the San Francisco 49er feed. So here with us, you know, we're growing. And um, I had sent out uh, some requests through our uh, social media platforms of some of you fellow podcasters very t- a great amount of talent out there in all parts of the country and who support the Brownies and would love to uh, who d- do their own pos- podcasting right now. And so we're uh, finalizing who uh, we're going to have a f- few folks probably uh, join us here at the fanatical elves. And we're real excited about that. We'll make that announcement probably tomorrow and welcome them aboard um, to continue bringing great content, more content, Uh, We're getting into the uh, free agency, into the draft, and then, you know, training camps right around the corner. The summer's here, and then we get in the next season. And this all started, like I said, a year ago. And so our growth is in part thanks to you fans who are following us. Uh, We love giving things away. We've got a giveaway for a great Brown of the Elf hat. So check that out. We're on the X on Facebook, YouTube. Follow us along biggest thing is you got to follow us on apple spotify iheart tune in all those uh, platforms just hit the follow button subscribe to us and you'll never miss a beat you'll never miss a show and we need you to pour in those downloads because that's how we make the big bucks yeah we're rich and famous because of it but we love talking browns and we're a bunch of guys who love talking about the browns um we've got young guys we got old guys And a whole bunch of uh, folks in between. So uh, just come along for the ride and enjoy talking about the Brownies. So, yeah, we got the Super Bowl. And um, I thought it would be interesting to kind of go back for a few minutes. Um, The Browns, obviously, we all know this, if you're a Browns fan, that, yes, they've not been to a Super Bowl. And the the worst part is that, you know, from forever, from what, 1946? 1946? Right to 1955, the Browns were in like 10 straight championship uh, games. Um, going back when they weren't, they weren't all those games in the NFL, but the the old AAFL. They transitioned to the NFL. They got their last championship in the NFL in 1964, and then the Super Bowl started, I believe, in what 66. And so now we're in Super Bowl 58. And the Browns are one of the few teams that have never made it. We had high hopes going into the playoffs that maybe the Browns would be facing those Detroit Lions. Two teams that have never been to the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that not have been magical? And maybe that potentially could still be a future possibility. Um, so it is a heartache. Uh, Browns fans watch the Super Bowl and wish that their Browns would be there, but they're not. But we do have some t- interesting ties to this game. And I thought I'd just share a few of those out. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. We had the, what was it, the uh, award ceremony uh, the other night when they laid out the red carpet for the NFL and they gave out all their special awards. And I know you Pittsburgh fans, especially you Fans First uh, Network folks there, the Steel Curtain, um, they're a little disappointed that your T.J. Watt did not, make defensive player of the year because it was stolen from you by Miles Garrett. Sorry about that. But if you look at the stats and see everything, how it breaks down, you will know that Miles Garrett was defended a bazillion times more in double teams than TJ Watt. I think actually not a bazillion more like 30% to 15%. So congrats to the Browns for winning every award possible at the NFL. Um, Guess what? It didn't bring us a Super Bowl or even an appearance in the Super Bowl. Darn it. So here we are. So Miles Garrett wins that award. We're going to talk about Miles Garrett in a minute with the Super Bowl. But you also had Kevin Stefanski, good old steady Eddie. Uh, They actually called him Steve Stefanski, which I found out later that he has a what a brother in law named Steve. So that was always nice of the NFL to uh, give him the correct incorrect name. You also had uh, Jim Schwartz with the defensive or yeah, assistant coach of the year. Then you had, yeah, that's right, Joe Flacco, Flacco Mania, bringing home the comeback player of the year. Yeah, age 39, the guy's coming back. Yes, he is. Will he be in a Browns uniform? We will find out. Um, What else did we win? We won some other things. Uh we won best uh stadium vendor. Yes. Beer here, beer here. Um, no, not really, but it seemed like the Browns were racking up awards left and right. But again, it didn't bring us a Super Bowl. Damn it. So here we here we sit an hour before the Super Bowl, or if you're listening to this after the Super Bowl, I hope you enjoy the entertainment value. Um Let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the Browns and how they are connected to this Super Bowl and some of the other things associated with that right after these breaks. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, and I'm your host, John. This is the Fanatical L's Network, like I already said, part of Fans First Sports. Did you like those tantalizing commercials? I know you did. So, the Browns are not in the Super Bowl. But how are we connected? Well, let's talk about Miles Garrett for a minute, since we were talking about him before the break. So Miles in 2017, the Browns took him number one. You all remember that. It was a conversation we had back then, 2017. We were like, okay, we're taking Miles. This is this is a good thing. So then the Browns had an opportunity later in that draft, if you recall, where a one Patrick Mahomes was available. The Browns liked Patrick Mahomes back in the day and actually moved up from what I, uh, going back and looking at, uh, the, the, the background here, they moved up, I think originally to like number 10 or 12. Well, they didn't take Patrick Mahomes. They decided then to move back and gain another pick, uh, which happened to be the number four pick the following year in 2018, which who they took, do you remember, with the number four pick in the 2018 draft was a one Denzel Ward. Okay, but then they moved back in that current draft in 2017 and took a safety, Jabri Jabril Peppers. Oh boy, you guys remember Jabril Peppers. But the Browns passed on Patrick Mahomes, that same Patrick Mahomes that has been to six straight AFC championship games now and a third super bowl will they win today well would they have won if patrick mahomes would the browns have been in a super bowl if patrick mahomes had been a cleveland brown we'll never know but it was he was available and i remember because i lived in kansas at the time thinking you know he i followed his rec, his career there he played what was it was at texas um was it texas tech and uh, yeah, just blew, you know, I think the Brown, they didn't blow it, but you know, you look back now historically at what Patrick Mahomes has done and it's just, oh, it makes you kind of sick. All right. So that's one connection. The uh, other one that I found kind of interesting is, you know, let's talk about Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Yes. That, that coach of the San Francisco 49ers. It's now he's in his um, second appearance in the last seven years in a Super Bowl. Prior to becoming San Francisco's coach, he was up for potentially being the Browns coach in 2014, but yes, the Brownies chose to hire a high school coach, Mike Pettin, to be their head coach. Yeah, that's right. He was a high school coach. Uh, He did some coordinating and some other things, Uh, but they hired him over Michael Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan, who at the time was 35 years old. Well, what did Kyle Shanahan do with the Browns in 2014 and Mike Pettin as being the head coach? The Browns played a hell of a season. They got off to a, that's right, a 7-4 and record. Not with Johnny Manziel, who they drafted in the 2014 draft, but a 1. Brian Hoyer. That Brian Hoyer. You know, draft day, you know, the remix, the, the remake of what happened in that 24 season. Oh. Yes, that's right. The Browns had a Brian Hoyer who took them to a seven and four record, and I remember this season very well. And maybe you do. The Browns were having a really good season, a very good season, and they lost a game or two in that seven. They they were seven four with Brian Hoyer, and there was a game or two in that mix where maybe they even could have won one of those games. So maybe they were going to be eight and three potentially, or nine and two but they were seven and four and then the knuckleheads ray farmer and whoever else was up there were just morons um and chose to bring in a one johnny football Manziel, and the rest of the season is history we know what happened johnny manzel who never opened up a playbook who sucked who was awful um that was it that was it and the season was over and The Browns blew it. They went from seven and four and finished the season at seven and nine. That's right, seven and nine. (sighs) Kyle Shanahan then moved on because he didn't want to work with some idiot named Johnny Manziel. And now we see what Kyle Shanahan has done ever since. He's in the Super Bowl today. Now, uh, let's talk about the other connection to San Francisco Edward DeBartolo, uh, the, the, the DeBartolo family. Has a lot of ties going back with Cleveland. Actually, back in the day, Edward Debartolo, who is um he's the father of um Edward. I is it Edward or um I'm not sure whose son's name is, but the late Edward DeBartolo were friends, good friends with the late Paul Brown. Yeah, that Paul Brown who founded the Browns. And there was a lot of discussion back in the late 70s of The Browns being bought by whomever, you know, Art Modell obviously was in that, you know, there, but the the Bartolo family really wanted a connection there. They are from Youngstown and they had a connection with Northeast Northeast Ohio, but the Browns went stuck with Art Modell and the, the Bartolo family ended up buying the San Francisco 49ers in 1977. His son, the Bartolo, and I forget the Bartolo's younger son's name now, then they came in. And helped start up the Browns' new franchise when they had a reboot in 99. So the connection there is that in 99, when they started up, the Browns looked to hire, you know, who were they going to hire as their head coach? Well, they hired this guy who had little experience, Chris Palmer, but they also were considering, that's right, the other coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Yeah, that Andy Reid. And then the Browns took Tim Couch, but they could have taken, do you remember? Donovan McNabb. Oh yeah, that all-star, that you know future legend Donovan McNabb of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb, great history together. I think they said Andy Reid won 145 games as the Eagles coach while we were sputtering and puttering in Cleveland with a up-to-the-up franchise that didn't have anybody but a Tim Couch who was getting brutalized because he had nobody to protect him. And, I mean, Tim Couch was a good quarterback coming out of Kentucky, and a lot of people thought he'd be okay, but they also knew that it was a Browns team that was getting a a reboot. So there you go. Um, A lot of little connections with with these teams that we're going to watch tonight. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I'm just going to be watching the commercials. Uh, how are you going to spend the rest of the evening? Are you going to be watching those commercials? And do you, you know, um, or is it like I see some people talking about, you know, Travis Kelsey. By the way, Travis Kelsey and his brother are from, that's right, Cleveland. Grew up in Cleveland Heights. So there's another connection, but we're all going to be watching. Oh, there, there she is. There she is. Taylor. The one and only Swift, who I hope she got back from Japan. I haven't heard anything today, but I know she was doing that blockbuster, world-famous, you know, um, music across the the globe over there in Japan. And was supposed to be coming back in our private jet this afternoon. So, hopefully, there aren't any delays because we all want to watch Taylor every time that Travis touches the ball today in the game. So, that's what we'll all be watching Um. There you go, folks. That's all I got tonight. That's all I got. Hey, the game is like what about an just under an hour away as we're recording this. We're going to get this show out and about. We are the Fanatical Elves Network. I am your host here on the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, John, and uh, we're going to try to come to you with a post game reaction to the Super Bowl after the game is over tonight. So look forward to that. I'll be here with a couple of my other uh, counterparts. And uh, I wish everybody a very good rest of your Sunday evening, looking forward to doing a lot of new things. Uh, We're going to be adding some new contributors, uh, this next week. Very excited to announce that as our fanatical elves network is growing by leaps and bounds. And we're bringing in some really good guys, uh, some good people that I think you're really going to enjoy listening to. Like I said, from young to old and, uh, It's all thanks to all what you're doing. So spread the love, man. Tell people about the Fanatical L's Network. Tell them to subscribe. Follow us on Apple and Spotify. Everybody take care and remember, too, that's right. Always end my Johnny Cleveland show by saying, keep smiling. See y'all. Let me go find my music.